Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Yes, folks, we're not young and restless, however, but we do know how to do it here at TalkSue, ladies and gentlemen, to the wrestling debate for Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, June 13th, 2018, 6-13-18, and this is episode 103, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and welcome to the show. We have got a lot to talk about young and restless tonight. one seven two four 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 seventy forty four caller ID, one three nine nine two five pound and in just a few moments we will be joined live from the debate table with our good friend from Front Royal Virginia, the human suplex machine, Mr. John Gross. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we will be expecting King NWO Gerard T. Smith on the show with us tonight, along with the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Of course, a lot to talk about coming into uh this weekend and I see John is now with us now. John, welcome to one oh three. John are you I'm there? here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Of course, uh, some of the matches going on tonight include Bianca Blair versus Ayla, EC3 versus Cassius. Oh, no. And Pete Dunne taking on Kyle O'Reilly for the WWK Championship. It should be a great show on NXT. And as I said, John Heller, that is not the story here. The story here is obviously is what's going to happen this weekend in Chicago, Heller, with TakeOver. With Money in the Bank, however, as I said, we're not young and restless at all. It is going to be one heck of a weekend in the Windy City. Yes, indeed. And I would say right now, of course, everyone is talking about, of course, is the big match, of course. The one that everyone is circling on their counter for Saturday night. The big one. Tomasio Chiapa, Johnny Gargano 2, the return, however. A street fight, no less, however. And I'll tell you right now, however, the All-State Arena... The lake that is Lake Michigan, however, all of downtown Chicago, including Waveland Avenue, get ready because, believe me, this is going to be a fight like you wouldn't believe, however. We saw what happened, of course, in New Orleans a few months ago. We saw what happened, of course, earlier this year with Gargano fighting, of course, in Philadelphia. This one promises to be a very unique uh, encounter, shall we say, however. And I'll tell you right now, it is going to be very, very intense. It is going to be very, very unique, let's just say. But 
before we get to that, however, mind you, however, we definitely want to wish a few people a very special happy birthday. And usually John does that on, of course, on all of our shows usually, including Revolution, which, by the way, we will be talking about that coming up here at 9 o'clock with the call ID 138055-POUND. First off, we would like to wish happy birthday today. However, he would have been 75 years old today, however, but he passed away last September, a few weeks before uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan did, if you will, and that is former European wrestler Otto Wands, who today would have been 75 years old. Happy birthday to him. Also, happy 49th birthday to Headbanger Thrasher, if you will, however, who turns 49. Virgil, a.k.a. Mike Jones, 56, and I know uh, John always likes likes to hear this guy, however, and of course, uh, it's only fitting, however, that his theme however, is uh, being played today, so let's tell you, it is this guy's birthday today, and of course, I know John loves hearing this guy, so let's play his theme real quick. That's not quite it. This is it. Oh, my God. Yes, folks, Jacques Rougeau is celebrating a birthday today to himself. However, happy 58th birthday to the Mountie. And I'm sure he'll be climbing a lot of mountains there up there in the great white north of Canada, ladies and gentlemen, as he is celebrating a birthday today. So happy birthday to him indeed today. But we are also going to talk about money in the bank, of course, that will be coming up this Sunday. And, John, I tell you what, Howard, looking at Sunday's show, Howard, from top to bottom, you got ten unique matches. Which one of the ten stand out to you? Uh, the men and women's money in the bank ladder match. Well, it will be very interesting, no question about it. I would agree with you there, no question about it. It's going to be very, very unique, of course, to say the least, of course. The men's money in the bank match, of course, consisting of Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman, the glorious Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Rusev, if you will, and a member of the New Day. We still haven't found out who it'll be. It'll be either Biggie Langston, Kofi Kingston, or Xavier Woods, if you will, how are competing in that. John and I, of course, on Friday night on Revolution, will give you our predictions and thoughts as far as that goes and take over in Chicago, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this Saturday night, you can check out all the action on the WWE Network. But, of course, the fun begins early, Howard, 4.45 p.m. at the Allstate Arena with the Ultimate VIP Experience, however. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, folks, we are definitely looking forward to hearing from you, hopefully, however, about that, however. Then, of course, uh, Sunday night, of course, celebrate Dad's Day with your dad. However, if you're a new dad yourself, just cuddle up with your significant other, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, Husband, niece, nephew, whatever, and watch WWE Money in the Bank. The festivities get underway at 7 p.m., but at 5 o'clock, folks, the fun begins on Talk Shoe Hour with the prediction show. Join Gerard, Chad, myself, and uh, John Fonzie, the rest of the gang in the panel. Way too tough to handle. 138055 pound. Of course, some bets might be being made, however, on Sunday, if not Friday night, however, as well. And then on Monday, join John, myself, Fonzie, and the rest of the gang once again with our recap of TakeOver as well as 
Money in the Bank. And a preview of Monday Night Raw. And we'll be getting updates hopefully throughout the afternoon, however, about the UK Championship Tournaments. We'll be beginning live this Monday night, however, at the Royal Albert Hall in London, if you will. Also this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live from the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Who will cash in and who will be walking into uh, Grand Rapids? The new recipient of Money in the Bank will let you know about it officially on Monday. Then on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, however, SmackDown Live will be coming to you live from Toledo, Ohio at the Huntington Center, just outside of uh, the home of the Toledo Rockets, the home of the... uh, University of Toledo, shall we say, and also the Toledo Mudhens, also the home of Jamie Farr, actor and uh, comedian, of course, famed for his role as Maxwell Q. Klinger and the Sheik from the Cannonball Run, if you will, of course, coming up this Tuesday. But this Tuesday, folks, in, in the town of Oregon, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, at the Cricket Wireless Store, come meet possibly one of the participants, however, that might win Money in the Bank. You never know. The Miz. Yes, folks, The Miz will be signing autographs, ladies and gentlemen, this Tuesday morning at 3022 Navari Avenue in Oregon, Ohio, from 11 to 1, and taking photos with his fans, if you will, this Tuesday. Meanwhile, NXT will be coming to you live at the following locations this week, however, prior to... Uh, Money in the Bank. Tomorrow night at the Broadbent Arena in Louisville, Kentucky. Friday night at the Old National Events Plaza in Evansville, Indiana. So that'll be very interesting. Then I believe they return to full sale, if you will, next weekend, if you will. In fact, uh, let's take a look and tell you where they're going to be next weekend. Next Friday at the Venice Community Center in Venice, Florida. At the Minareg Hall in Largo, Florida, if you will. And then, folks, uh, let's see here. I'm not sure where else. But, folks, coming up a week from this Monday, however, the 25th, at the Cricket Wireless Store at the San Diego Navy Base in the home of the 619 San Diego, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, from 11 to 1 p.m., however, at the NAS North Island Building. However, ladies and gentlemen, come meet the huggable, winnable Bailey. Yes, folks, Bailey will be signing autographs next Monday if you're in the San Diego area, ladies and gentlemen, right before Monday Night Raw takes to the air, however, not this Monday, but the following Monday, however, live in San Diego there in the 619. Then next Tuesday, a week from this Tuesday, SmackDown Live will be coming to you live from the Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario, California, just outside of Los Angeles, if you will, as they will be doing their show live. Uh, two weeks from this Thursday, tomorrow night, I should say, at the St. Petersburg Armory, NXT will be coming to you live from there. Then they will be back in Orlando, but at the Englewood Neighborhood Center in Orlando, Florida, on the 29th, if you will. Meanwhile, however, uh, the WWE on uh, Monday, July 2nd will be live at the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Then on Tuesday, July 3rd, right before the 4th of July, they will be at the CenturyLink Center in Omaha, Nebraska. But early that morning at 11 a.m. on the day before the 4th of July, come meet the NXT, well, former TNA wrestler and current WWE World Heavyweight Champion, maybe after Money in the Bank. We'll have to wait to see if he's still going to be the Money in the Bank participant. But nevertheless, he will be signing autographs at the Cricket Wireless Store at 3102 North 90th Street in Omaha from 11 to 1 the day before the 4th of July. Yes, folks, AJ Styles will be talking to his fans there in Omaha a couple weeks on this Tuesday, so be sure to check that out the day before the 4th of July. That should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, here's where else you can catch the action at a facility near you. Saturday, July 7th, however, meet Seth Rollins at the I Play America in Freehold, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, as he will be talking to his fans there right after the 4th of July, if you will, however, from 11 to 2 p.m. here at the I Play America on Saturday, July 7th, ladies and gentlemen. 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, Monday, July 9th, the Superstars will be coming to you live from Boston. Yes, folks, Beantown will be the location will be where you can check the WWE action at a facility near you. And also, we can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as of this morning, however, we have heard the following, that Sasha Banks will be signing autographs in her hometown that day at the Cricket Wireless Store in Roxbury, Massachusetts, at 350 Martin Luther King Boulevard in Roxbury. 02119 is the postal code from 11 to 1, the Monday following the 4th of July, the Monday before Extreme Rules, if you will, from 11 to 1, that Monday morning, just outside of Boston, if you will, she will be talking to her hometown fans, I'm sure, about what will be happening there that night, if you will, right after the 4th of July. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday, July 10th, ladies and gentlemen, however, they will be live, however, in Manchester, New Hampshire, at the SNHU Arena, however, SmackDown Live. But, John, this is going to really interest you. Wednesday, July 11th, this was just announced earlier, just a few moments ago, as we were coming on the air. Kofi Kingston will be throwing out the first pitch at Fenway Park the Wednesday night after the Monday Night Raw show in Boston. So, folks, if you're in the Boston area, however, and you want to see uh, more of your WWE favorite superstars, come see Kofi Kingston at Fenway Park the Wednesday night before Extreme Rules, if you will, in Fenway Park, if you will. Also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on... uh, Sunday, July 15th, of course, Extreme Rules will be coming to you live from my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Monday, July 16th, they will be in Buffalo the next night at the Key Bank Center up there in upstate New York. Tuesday, July 17th, in Wilkes-Barre, PA, at the Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza there in Wilkes-Barre. And then we close out the month in style, if you will, of July, or close to near the end of the month in style. Monday, July 23rd, and Cincinnati, the U.S. Bank, that could be the night that Dean Ambrose could be returning. You never know, folks. And then Tuesday, July 24th, the following night, they'll be at the Ford Center in Evansville, Indiana. And then they wrap up the month in style in a big-time way and start off August in a big way, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, as they will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, from Miami. Yes, folks, Miami will be the location, however, in more ways than one, as the superstars will invade there Monday night, July 30th, the American Airlines Arena in Miami, and Tuesday, July 31st, at the Emil Arena, just outside of Tampa, Florida, if you will. Tickets are on sale for all these events right now, folks. We will let you know coming up in the next few weeks where you can catch the superstars in August, if you will. But, John, between now and the end of July, it looks like it's going to be a hot time, however, as summer is just around the corner. Yep. Speaking of Ambrose, J.D., I got an update that he could be going to SmackDown. I've been hearing that, too. Yes, I've been hearing that, too. And i got to ask you, I mean, we've heard the rumors that Dean could be returning maybe this weekend in Chicago, maybe. I mean, if he does not return this weekend in Chicago, however, could we see that maybe happen uh, possibly in Pittsburgh, my hometown of Extreme Rules, maybe in less than a month from now or possibly the night after? I mean, where do you think and when do you think we see Dean return? I see him return the night after Money in the Bank. Yeah, he could return next Monday night. That This Monday night in Grand Rapids, it's a possibility. He could return next Tuesday in Toledo. We'll have to wait and see. Good point indeed. Uh, another person that's being discussed, and one that John and I really, really kind of cringe at this one, however, and I know we're going to have a lot to discuss about this, however, is the return of one particular WWE wrestler who is being discussed about returning. We heard about his name being returned, however, a few days ago, or let's, let's say 24 hours ago, if you will, however. It turned out to be, however, very interesting and unique, if you will, however, mind you. It is going to be, however, the return of, yep, you guessed it, everyone's favorite little blockbuster nerd, if you will, however, mind you, however, 
It is James Ellsworth. Yes, folks, James Ellsworth is returning to the WWE, and there is talk, however, that he could be making an impact either in the women's match between Carmella and Oscar this Sunday in Chicago or the women's Money in the Bank ladder match involving Ember Moon, Becky Lynch, Lana, Naomi, Charlotte Flair, uh... Who else is in there? Uh, Alexa Bliss. And I believe, I, I think I named everyone, unless I forgot anyone. Maybe you can help me out, John. Um, and Sasha Banks. I did mention Sasha Banks about that, however. And uh, like, yeah. I think, I mean, I, I think I listed, I mean, we have Ember Moon, we have Sasha, we have Alexa. That's three, right? Yep. Charlotte and uh, Lana are five. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else is in the... Uh, let's see. Naomi and Lana. What's that? Natalia, Naomi... Yes, and, and I, forgot, I forgot Natty. That's it. You're right. That's the one person I forgot. You're right. And there has been talk, folks, that Natty may or may not compete, however, in that match, however, due to a sprained ankle. But there is also reports going around saying that she could cost maybe her good friend Ronda Rousey a shot of winning the match against the irresistible force Nia Jax, however, who over a few weeks ago, however, playfully was kidding around with Ronda Rousey, but now has turned, well, let's just say, a blind eye to a different side, if you will, however, no pun intended, if you will. And as a result, however, it will now be Nia versus uh, Ronda coming up, however, mind you, however. So there you go, folks. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch that match. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now that coming up either in September or October, the WWE has announced, however, that Shawn Michaels will be coming out with another DVD entitled Shawn Michaels, The Showstopper on release. So that will be very unique to watch. Also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in the next few weeks, you can check out how, in fact, two weeks from, uh, believe it or not, this coming next Tuesday, you can check out the new DVD, Then, Now, Forever, The Evolution of the WWE Women's Division. Of course, you can see all your favorite women's matches on there, including moments of Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, uh, Wendy Richter, if you will, uh, who else, uh, Bailey. Uh, a couple others, Oscar, I think, is on that DVD, too, as well as, like I said, the Fabulous Moolah and others. Also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up July 10th, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out The Shield, Justice for All, more of your favorite moments of the big three known as Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. But, folks, this is the one I'm really looking forward to watching, and I'm definitely going to get it in my library if I get it by the end of the summer, August 28th, folks. Yes, folks, that is a date you might want to mark on your counter. It is going to be 30 years of SummerSlam. Yes, folks, 30 years of SummerSlam will be released to the general public. And, folks, I'll tell you what, how you talk about a unique DVD, how on that DVD, how that's going to be very unique, however. On that DVD, however, that will be coming out, of course, at the end of August. You will have, however, mind you, however... Uh, some of the moments including Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar, and so many more. But also, folks, it's going to have a twist, however. You're going to have three different people hosting each disc. Disc one will be supplied by Mean Gene Okerlund, disc two by The Coach, disc three by Charlie Caruso. John, your thoughts about this DVD? Nice. Yes, yes, indeed. And, folks, here is the list, however, of some of the work you will see on the Now Forever, the Evolution of the Women's Division. Here is the match listing and also some of the stuff that you will actually get a chance to see. 
It starts out with the Women's Revolution, spotlight on Wendy Richter. The first match of that, of course, is the famous Wendy Richter-Mula match from Madison Square Garden in July of 1984. The Raw Fall, however, of course, that was the night when Wendy Richter stopped Mula's streak and took her title away. Of course, these two would encounter a feud over the next year or so that would culminate in Wendy Richter uh, having uh, Cindy Lauper be her manager. Mula, of course, was leading Lalani Kai to the ring, of course. Mind you, you saw what happened, of course, at the famed War to settle the score match in February of 85. And then, of course, a month later, we saw Richter get one last opportunity to go after the belt one more time. This time, of course, she had Cindy Lauper helping her out, of course. And thanks to uh, Mula and Olani Kai, how she did regain the belt back, however. But like I said, this was the first time that Wendy Richter would win the title, however, in July of 84. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, another very unique match, of course. Uh, Survivor Spotlight and Sensational Sherry. Sherry Martell we're referring to, ladies and gentlemen. It pitted, however, a traditional Survivor Series match, however, consisting of the following. The fabulous Mula, Rock and Robin, of course, Jake the Snake, Robert's half-sister, and our good friend Mr. Michael Sam Houston's half-sister, if you will, Velvet McIntyre and the Jumpin' Bomb Angels, taking on Sherry Martell, Donya Christianelle, who is, of course, from my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Glamour Girls, and, of course, Don Marie. No, not Don Marie from ECW fame. Another Don Marie, if you will. Up next, spotlight on Alonzo Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa Michelli, if you will, of course, who would go on to wrestle in the AWA and the WCW, if you will. At the time, she was known as Alonzo Blaze. Of course, she took on Bull Nakano, of course. This after WrestleMania uh, 11, if you will, taking on Bull Nakano, if you will. Then we have a spotlight on Ivory, of course. This match will interest you, John. Uh, the Ivory versus China match from WrestleMania 17. Of course, this was the match when China got the belt off of Ivory after Ivory had turned her back on her fans and everyone in the WWE by joining the right censor group of the Good Father, a.k.a. Godfather. Uh, Big Val Boski, Val Venus, however. And, of course, Big Steve Cool Steven Richards, if you will. As well as- I'm on the phone! I was on the phone! Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That was my niece picking up the phone there. Everyone. Up next, we have a very unique match, of course. Uh, spotlight. Spotlight and Victoria. Is, is that your phone, John? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we couldn't hear you there. Uh, up next, of course, another unique match. Uh, November 2002. This was the first time I think Trish and Lee, Victoria would fight Howard. This was for the title. Up next, of course, we then have a spotlight on Lita. Uh, another spotlight on another women's wrestler. Of course, this time it was consisting of Lita, which leads, of course, to another match one year and a year and a day to the matchup after Trish and Victoria had met, however. It is Lita taking on Victoria. Next, of course, another spotlight, this time on Molly Holly, and of course, this focuses on the Molly Holly-Victoria match from WrestleMania 20. This is when Molly got her head shaved, if you remember. Up next, of course, spotlight on Trish Stratus. Then, of course, this actually was the match, however. This, uh, I talked about the other matches, Trish and Victoria and Lita Victoria being matches on Raw. This was the first time Trish and Lita actually main evented Raw. And this was history in itself, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, no women had ever main evented Raw up to that point, however. All yeah, Stephanie and Lita main evented on August of, in August of 2000. Yeah, but I think they tried that out at first, Howard, and it wasn't, I mean, people liked it, but they weren't all for it. But the matchup between Trish and Lee in December of four that changed history as we know it, however. That was one of the few significant matches that changed history because, I mean, you're right. I agree with you there. That was a match that was uh, that almost, that, that was a tryout match to see if they would main event Raw. But the Trish-Victoria match, the Lita-Victoria match, however, never really 
was like the main focal point of the show. I mean, they had not really closed down the show or wrapped up the show in the final match of the evening. So it's always been reserved for other people, however. Um, I'll be right back in a second and tell you more about this match in just a second. Okay. So while JD steps away, I will do the plug. One seven two four 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 seven four four four. ID is one three nine nine two five pounds. Sorry about that. So I was for the Mexican belts there. I was having Mexican food tonight. Sorry for the belts. And of course, we're stopped by the red light. And know that it's not on the format, folks. The red light. Again, one seven two four 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 seven four four four. ID is one three nine nine two five pound. Press one. Now, next coming Wednesday, like I was saying earlier on outside the ropes, I will not be attending. I will not be attending debate again because let's just say the human suplex machine will invade the town of Washington D.C. at Nationals Park, the baseball stadium. Where where my two teams face off about all the beltways as it's Washington going head to head with Baltimore. That should be a action packed game, three game series. So the human suplex machine will not, I repeat, will not be available for for revisited outside the ropes or WCWS Revolution. But I will be back the following one.
Bon. Sorry about that, folks. I had an important call to take and I'm back. Anyway, here's your next uh, matches, list of matches. Next, spotlight on Natty. Of course, this consists of Natty versus Charlamagne 14, Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon. I'm back, too. Okay. Thank you very much, son. Then we do the takeover respect match, Bailey versus Sasha Banks, the Iron Woman match. That was really good. Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha, WrestleMania 32. Then we have, uh, let's see here, Becky versus Nikki versus Nay versus Naomi versus Naomi versus Alexa versus Carmella, Backlash, uh, Sasha versus Charlotte, the Hell in a Cell match. There you go. That's in disc two. Carmella versus and, Charlotte um, versus Becky JD, versus Nay. Her- June of 17. Spotlight on Mae Young, Kari Zane versus Shayna Baszler at the Mae Young Classic. Spotlight on the Royal Rumble women's match for the first time in history. Then they have the match itself. Spotlight on Alexa. Alexa versus Bailey versus Sasha versus Mickey versus Manny Rose versus Sonya Deville Elimination Chamber this past year. Spotlight on Ronda. Kurt and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie. And it's only the beginning. So, John, 
before we uh, let you cut you loose, Howard, I got to ask you your thoughts about this DVD. Donnie, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, what were your thoughts about some of these uh, listings, Howard, that they have on this uh, DVD? Good classic matchups right there. No question about it, especially the I can inform everybody right now that Washington is leading New York 4-3. to three. Oh, are they playing the Mets or the Yanks? Well, I know the Pirates won today after losing two in a row. I know they were up 5 nothing Monday. They blew that game, and they ended up losing 9-5. Last night, they lost 13-8. They did have to hang on against Arizona State 5-4. They are off tomorrow. They do play Cincinnati starting this weekend. And Saturday's game, by the way, is a 4 o'clock game. It is also Hawaiian Shirt Day, if you will, on Saturday. So, folks, get your Hawaiian shirts if you're down in the PNC Park area of downtown Pittsburgh this Saturday. Um, I would have to agree with you about this DVD. There's some good ones on there. Uh, the uh, Natty Charlotte match, the first takeover, was a great match. I had that on DVD, uh, the entire ma- DVD itself. Uh, that was a good match. Uh, the Bailey Sasha Banks match from Takeover Respect uh, three years ago was really good. Uh, if you ask me, that Iron Woman match. But if you want to talk about one of the better women matches of that year, however, 2015, however, all you got to do is watch that match between those two again, however, this time at the first takeover in Brooklyn. I mean, those two absolutely stole the show that night in Brooklyn, however. I mean, everyone talks about how Finn and Kevin Owens was the show stealer for the guys, and it was, don't get me wrong. But if you want to talk about one of the best matches maybe in the last 25 years, however, other than the whole thing we said, however, between Trish and Lita, however, or the matchup that happened, however. Uh, yeah, Trish and Lita, however, on Raw from 04. You turn the clock back, however, to uh, August of 2015, folks, however, literally almost three years ago, however, at the very first takeover at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, however. I mean, I have that DVD. And I'll tell you what, Sasha and Bailey that night on August in August of 2015, however, just a few months before the Iron Woman 30-woman match between those two, which was another great match, by the way. And it reminded you a lot of uh, Ricky Steamboat, Rick Root from uh, the Beach Blast match from 1992, however, mind you, however. Those two women, however, in Brooklyn, and then the return engagement they had a few months later, however, in October 2015, those two matches there were probably two of the greatest women's matches I had seen maybe in the last 25 years up to that point. I mean, those two absolutely tore it down, both at Full Sail and in Brooklyn. And uh, there are some other good ones on there. Uh, the Sasha-Charlotte match, of course, in Boston, of course, from about three years the following year. And then, of course, the um, other match that was very unique, of course, as we said, of course, was the uh, women's matchup involving, of course, what happened this past January in Philadelphia. So, yeah, folks, if you're looking for great women's moments in history, however, and want to see some of your favorite women's matches, however, on this DVD, like I said, I mean, you have a lot of, to look at how I mean, like I said, you got Paige, you got Bailey, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Bella, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, uh, Tamina, Oscar. I mean, Wendy Richter. I mean, like I said, Ruby Wright. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, Molly Holly, Victoria. The, I mean, this is going to be one that you want to add to your library. 
believe me. My friend's getting it. I'm going to borrow it off him eventually, however, and hopefully he can burn me a uh, copy. And, John, I don't know if you're going to get it, but uh, if not, understandable. But if he burns it for me, good. If not, how I can always borrow it from him. But from what I've seen in the trailer, it's going to be a very good DVD. So, folks, if you like women's wrestling, however, this is your kind of DVD that you want to add to your library. Uh, also, folks, uh, another one that just came out recently, and, John, I know you haven't got this one yet either. I have watched a little bit of this, however. Randy Savage unreleased the Unseen Matches, matches of the Macho Man. Oh, yeah, dig it, brother. You got Corey Graves, you got Bailey, you got DDP and Sean Mooney there in the uh, panel there uh, sitting on this uh, very unique three-disc DVD. I'll tell you what, folks, I have watched some of this already, and I've watched a couple matches of it going back to the early 80s, especially when Randy Savage made his debut back in 1985, however. Uh, some of the early stuff that he did, however, with guys like Hulk Hogan and Tito Santana. I mean, I'm telling you what, that that is definitely worth watching. Let me tell you. Um, if there was one match, however, or a couple matches that stick out for me uh, that really are my favorites of Randy's over the years, however, I, I don't know if I could list them. You know, I mean, one of them I would have to say, and John would agree with me, the uh, career match at WrestleMania 7 in L.A., that was a phenomenal match with the Ultimate Warrior, probably one of the best matches I'd seen him fight up to that point. Uh, another match that was very unique, and John, I think you might remember this one, the Las Vegas street fight he had with Diamond Dallas Page at Halloween Havoc 97. That was incredible. Uh, but to me, I think probably the best match I ever saw Randy Savage fight, Tower growing up, Power would have to be, and John, you know where I'm going with it, is March 87. Him and Ricky Steamboat in the Pontiac Silverdome at WrestleMania. I mean, those guys absolutely tore it down. And to me, it is... You're right, they did. I mean, when you have 75, 80,000 people in the Silverdome, you know, they said 93,000 were there that night. When you have 75, 80,000 people just watching poetry... And no disrespect to Hogan and Andre, J.D., but... No. Was the real main event? Oh yes, oh I would definitely agree with you. I think all of us would agree with you on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean Hogan and Andre. Yes, they had had history before fighting each other, especially in early in Hogan's early years, like 1979, 1980, around that time. Yes, I agree. And Hogan, of course, was a big cocky. Eric and Heel, no question about it. He was fantastic early on when he broke into business back in the old WWF power in the late 70s, early 80s. I would agree. He was 6'8", about 320, 330. Andre was about 7'4", 450, 460. And, of course, he would grow up to be about 500, over 500 pounds, 530 pounds, 540. But, no, like you said, no disrespect to either one of those guys. Yes, they did kind of give us what was a good match. And I'm not saying it was a bad match. It was a pretty good match. But when you talk about two guys who can go out there for 15 minutes, just hook you in, like uh, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, or Ric Flair and Harley Race, or even Ricky Steamboat and uh, Rick Rude, however. Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, no pun intended, however, to quote Seth Rollins, however, burned it down that night, or that day, at the Silverdome. I mean, those guys absolutely went out there and just killed it. And, and the reason why they killed it is a couple things. First off, Randy Savage had been IC champion for about a year to that point. No one had held it close to over a year at that point. I mean, they had, well, someone had, there's been, I, I, I should be, uh, no, I can't say it. I should take that back. There were some people who had held it for close to a year. But at that time, however, no one had had really basically... What's the word am I looking for? The guy, no one had really 
exceed their challenge into Vanity Savage. I mean, they had tried ever since he had won the belt in a controversial way the year before in Boston, thanks to Danny Davis in the Boston Garden, however. But up to that point, no one had really given Savage a real hard challenge. I mean, yes, there had been some people like uh, Bruno San Martino, like George Steele, and even uh, Santana again, like I said, Santana and George Steele, and even Bruno San Martino, however. But at the same time, up until Ricky Steamboat came around, however, in the around mid in the fall of '86 into late '86, early '87, however, no one had really given Savage a real challenge for that belt. And then, of course, Savage did the most unspeakable act at that time, which I thought was one of the most despicable acts at the time growing up, however, because I thought it was very uh, distasteful. Because I was a real big Ricky Steamboat mark, and I still am to this day. Not to say I'm a Savage mark here, because I am too. But at the time, I lost. I mean, I was. I did not like what Savage did. I absolutely was really livid. I was screaming every week whenever I saw him on television, saying, "Why don't they suspend this guy? Why don't they fire this guy? This guy did the most unspeakable act." And later on, I found out what really was behind the scenes about the story. But the thing was, at the time, I mean, when you're like eight, nine years old, ten years old, however, and you're just getting into wrestling, you're just watching it for the first time, or you're screaming out mad, like, "Oh, this is crap! This is..." not fair, this is totally bogus, this guy should be held for his actions. But like I said, as Simbo uh, uh, said in uh, this DVD and a couple other DVDs, however, I mean, him and Randy Savage, I mean, granted at times did not have the best chemistry, but they had enough power to just get you really into it. They really hooked you in, and they really made you believe that, that even though they didn't like each other, they respected each other's ability. And that's what this match was all about. At the end of the night, Howard, you can tell that the respect factor maybe wasn't quite there, Howard. But over the course of time, it would become one of the most famous matches of all time. I mean, for the last quarter of a century, almost 30 years, Howard, since that match has happened, it seems like every year around WrestleMania, or close to almost the end of every year, however, Dave Meltzer and all these other writers, uh, Jason Powell, Wade Keller, uh, other writers, however, uh, Bill Apter, however, have voted time and time again over the years that that matchup in Detroit, however, just outside Detroit, I should say, was the greatest, if not one of the most exciting matches of the 80s. It was also one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history and is one of the greatest matches ever in wrestling history. And for good reason, like I said, because those two guys went out there and they told a story and they didn't leave anything for naught. And like I said, when you have Randy Savage's wife at the time, who was his manager, Elizabeth there, when you have a Hall of Famer like George Steele backing Steamboat and chasing Elizabeth, and yet at the same time also getting whacked across the head time and time again, even though he never learned his lesson, however, uh, from a character standpoint, as a person, however, he grew to become that way, and that's George Steele. I mean, when Randy Savage and George Steele had their little... Uh, tiff, if you will, at times. But like I said, George still tells the story that Randy, at times, however, was a very egomaniacal, very jealous, uh, bitter person. What? On and off TV. 4 to 4 now, Yankees. Okay, so it's 4 4 now. Thank you very much, John. Uh, but like I said, folks, but folks, but like I said, this was a match, like I said, if, like I said, if you have never watched Teller, or if you never had a chance to witness the excitement of Randy Savage as a youngster, shame on you. Like I said, there's so many other matches I can tell you that he had that were famous. Not just the ones I just mentioned, but the other matches I'll mention. There's another match or two I'll mention. Uh, the matchup he had at WrestleMania 8 with uh, Ric Flair. 
That was a great match. That was an unbelievable yeah. matchup between those two. The matchup he had with Hulk Hogan, however, at um, him, it was uh, him and Hogan at WrestleMania Five. You know, I mean, that was really good. So, I mean, like I said, folks, Randy Savage, how even though he's been gone for a long time now, and we still miss him to this day, how. Don't ever forget, Tower, the man, what he stood for. I mean, he was a good wrestler in his early career because he was trained by his father, the late Angelo Poffo, as well as his brother, of course, Leaping Lanny Poffo, the genius, if you will. But like I said, this is a guy, Howard, even before he got to WWE in the mid-'80s, Howard, was a pretty damn good, crazy heel down in Memphis. I mean, I can watch, I can tell you right now, it's on. If you've never seen any of his work in Memphis, Howard, or anyone has never seen his work in Memphis, Definitely owe it to yourself to watch it on YouTube because there's some moments there that uh, you can tell early on, Howard. He was a pretty wild, crazy guy. Even when he was feuding with guys down there in Memphis like uh, Jerry Lawler, uh, I think another one was Bill Dundee, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, the madness, Howard, still lives to this very day, if you dig it. Oh, yeah, let me tell you about that. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's give you the number one more time. Uh, we like to, uh, John's got to, I know you have to go, so I'm going to let you go now. I'll have uh, some more things to say here, and I'll, I'll see you here in a few minutes then. Yep, I'll see you then. Okay. The human suplex machine, John Gross, now are taking off on us here. And, John, thank you for calling in tonight. Howard. Again, much appreciated. Let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four one three nine nine two five is the caller ID number. This is episode 103 for 6-13-18, ladies and gentlemen, June 13th, uh, 2018 here. Uh, I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DeJuan. We were expecting the king, queen of madness, if you will, Howard, the macho man himself, Gerard T. Smith, and, of course, the true first lady of wrestling besides the last kicker, Amber Rickabach. Of course, M to the L to the D, Michelle and Dots, joining us tonight here at the debate. Unfortunately, circumstances beyond our control could not uh, prevent that, and we are thinking of them as well as the rest of our panel, including the Empress and Marie Reckenbach, the JML Experience, the Big IQ, Jeff Tears, Wolf Queen Heavy Metal, Troy and Pam, as well as the rest of our panel, however, here on the show as well. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, we will be talking more about SmackDown from what happened last night. It was a very interesting night there. Speaking of Memphis, of course, that is where WWE SmackDown was live last night. Of course, I will weigh in with my thoughts along with some of the best, best of the panel. Uh, of course, we will also have your news headlines too, supplied by myself and Gerard, as Gerard will be coming into the news desk here in just a few minutes to give you his thoughts as well as yours truly about what's going on in the world of wrestling. John will have your birthdays and dates, and we already told you about some unique birthdays that are today as well. And then we might have a surprise for you. You never know what might might happen as well. Uh, don't forget tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Revisited, of course, will be on at 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, 139926. Last night, unfortunately, due to a circumstance beyond our control, we could not have that show for you, however, but we have rescheduled that show for t- tomorrow night. Be sure to check that out. Also tomorrow night, Wolfpack Radio, 138521Pound, will be on at 9 o'clock as well. And then on Friday night, folks, we'll wrap up the weekend sound, get you set up for Money in the Bank and take over predictions and thoughts and maybe some bets, too, uh, at Pack on Revolution with episode number 5. 515 pounds And then, of course, folks, this Sunday, beginning at 5 p.m., we'll have a very special Father's Day edition, however, of Revolution beginning at 5 p.m. with the gang, of course, and then, of course, Monday, as we told you, we'll talk about the aftermath of TakeOver and Money in the Bank, as John, myself, Fonzie, and the rest of the gang will be on as well. But this Sunday at 5 p.m., join the gang, of course, with their predictions and thoughts as well. And maybe also weigh in some thoughts about TakeOver as well, what happened the night before as well. So, folks, it promises to be a very exciting rest of the week and upcoming weekend. Hopefully it won't be too muggy for you all out there. It'll be nice and cool and warm, however, not real sticky, but you never know. It's supposed to be pretty humid here in Pittsburgh. I know that for a fact. But hopefully wherever you're at, however, it won't be too sticky or warm. 
wherever you're at this weekend, and you'll be staying nice and dry as well. Um, it's about 8.54 p.m. here uh, right now, as we are about six minutes away from wrapping up the show uh, tonight. Again, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine for calling in this evening, uh, giving us his thoughts here, ladies and gentlemen, however. And like I said, we do appreciate it, of course. Uh, like I said, however, uh, we're just uh, definitely, uh, like I said, however, having, uh, like I said, a lot to discuss here tonight. Of course, we'll be back with you here in just a little bit with Revolution. Uh, we do want to thank you all for listening in tonight. However, I am trying to do something here, folks, so bear with me, folks. However, so uh, let me just check on here real quick. Uh, that's not quite it, folks. However, uh, we're just working on something right now. However, as we're working on that right now, however. Uh, like I said, however, we're definitely, uh, uh, let's see here. Like I said, we're just definitely, uh, checking some stuff out right now here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, actually, uh, we're gonna, okay, however, we're actually going to play a little soundbite for you, however, as we close out tonight. And it's only fitting we play this clip. We talked about Randy Savage, however. And I think we're going to play a little soundbite for you uh, here real quick, however. And uh, like I said, however, we're going to play actually a couple soundbites for you, however. The first, of course, however, like I said, one of them, of course, uh, came, however, prior to WrestleMania three, as Mean Gene Oakland spoke to Randy Savage, however. And, of course, let's just say Savage said he was the cream of the crop. Why? figure it out. Here's a sound bite for that right now. We'll play that sound for you real quick. And then we're going to play one more sound bite for you, however, as this is a few days prior to WrestleMania 3, however, when Macho Man calls out Ricky Steamboat this time a cup of coffee. So here are a couple sound bites from the late, great Randy Savage before we wrap it up and then take you home for the evening. So here's the first one, the cream of the crop. At the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing. Nothing. nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Ooh, I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, I know. Let me tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it to you. Let me say it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Oakland. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, I need interference here. In my moment of glory. Yeah, I know. I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And still, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream. The cream of the crop, and there is no one that does a 
You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah. Out of the ring to see her during matches, yeah. Nothing zero, yeah. Pure athlete, yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better. Pretty good one, huh? Here's Randy Savage calling Ricky Steamboat a cup of coffee. As we'll play that sound by for you right now. This was prior to WrestleMania. Savage, Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're going to be defending against the Dragon, Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. Coffee in the big time because he'll never get closer to. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George the Animal Steel on the outside will be no factor, yeah. You say no factor. Obviously, he is a factor or you wouldn't even brought it up. Oh, wow. Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you've got 23 wrestlers around the outside and it doesn't even matter, no, because I am ready. And I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Bam! Wow, man, freak out! So there you go, folks. Some great Mandy Savage moments. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everyone. And God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.